Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with episode 179 of the Tutor Podcast, the weekly show for anyone in the business of helping other people through teaching, tutoring and coaching. As always, I'm here to share what I've learned about the business of teaching and to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business so you can make more money while you make more of a difference. If you like the show, like and subscribe. And every Monday, I'll keep giving away what I know to keep you and your business up to date right here on the Tutor Podcast. So today, it's sort of especially for startups and those of us who sort of drifted into tutoring without much of a plan. This is certainly true for me. I never wanted to be a teacher and now I can't imagine doing anything else. So this is the first of three episodes on business structures. In this episode, we'll be looking at sole trader businesses. Next time, we'll be looking at partnerships. And the following episode, we'll be looking at limited companies, the differences between them and the overview of how that might work for you in your own personal circumstances. The idea is to keep you safe and alert to the pitfalls, wake you up to the opportunities, keep you the right side of the law and the right side of the tax man, save you a ton of hassle and confusion and to let you sleep at night. So here's the mandatory disclaimer. This is not legal or financial advice. It's an overview designed to get you thinking and organizing what you do. If you want formal advice that you can rely on in court law, go see your accountant or your qualified financial advisor. Remember that your own circumstances will be different to anyone else's. So form your own opinions, do your research, do your due diligence and decide how you want things to go. So let's get cracking. Sole trader, it sounds simple, it just means one person. And it's a very, very simple idea. Is that the the law doesn't make any distinction between you and the business. You effectively one thing. So there is very low level startup obstacles. You just start. So if someone asks you if you can teach privately and you say yes, then you're in business. My rule of thumb for this is right from day one, just play with a dead straight bat. That means open a separate personal bank account pretty much straight away. Don't mix your business money and your own money. It will confuse the living daylights out of you and it'll be very hard to untangle and very, very difficult to account for. Because I really think that the minute you start tutoring, you should tell HMRC. That means you'll need to register for self-assessment and declare your earnings. It's a very straightforward process. And to be honest, the Gov website is pretty good. A few years ago, someone said to me, don't pick a fight with Johnny Taxman. He's a Goliath. He's armed to the teeth and he's backed up by a battalion of highly qualified and utterly relentless people who will bury you. So don't get into a fight. 
totally true. A friend of mine did have a tax investigation. It cost him tens of thousands of pounds and a great deal of grief over two and a half years. It was ridiculous. And the, the tax people didn't actually find anything, but these were his costs. So the sole trader basis doesn't make any distinction between you and your new venture. That means that you are fully liable for any um, costs incurred by the business. Effectively, the business is just an extension of you. The business's liabilities are your liabilities and the business's profits are your profits. So don't get the things muddled up. Keep them separate in your own mind because you can account for them. Then when you do fill out your self-assessment form, which is nowhere near as daunting as you think, you'll be able to claim a bunch of allowances for your business. Now, this is where it gets interesting. You can claim offsets, allowances, if you like, for the costs of running your little business. That means you can claim for using part of your own home, whether you're teaching in a room at home or using an office or office space at home, you can claim some of that cost back, which reduces your profits. Because remember, you only pay tax on your profits. If you use special clothing or uniforms, you can claim the cost of that. Mileage and the use of your own car. It's the simplest way to do it. So all those miles you're driving to and from clients, are you claiming the mileage? If not, start keeping records, start claiming it. it. Makes a big difference. You can also claim for any equipment, uh, laptop, stationery, guitars in my case, software, anything needed for work. They're all allowable expenses. Your travel costs, including if you're going on a training course, overnight hotels, food, train tickets, any training you undergo is allowable, as are any business insurances you have to pay out. And I'm thinking, remember to get some public liability insurance. It's really daft not to. It's not terribly expensive. And it does cover your backside in the event of somebody falling down the stairs. So all of these costs actually reduce your profits. And since you only pay tax on your profits, you might be surprised by how much you can claim against your earnings. If you're not clear on profits, profit is what's left after you've paid all the bills. It's not turnover. Turnover is the money that comes in. Profit is what's left after you've paid all your costs out. So pay yourself the things that you need for business. Your home, your clothing, your mileage, your equipment, your travel, insurance, all of that stuff. It will greatly reduce your profit, which is a good thing because you'll pay less tax. Now, in a new business, it's not uncommon for the new business to lose money in the first few years. It's quite normal because you've got high setup costs sometimes and you'll be building your client base up. That means if you're still working in a job, your losses can be offset against your PAYE income. Think about that for a second. If you're in 50 grand in your day job, but your new tutoring business 
loses, say, 10 grand in its first year, your net taxable income is only 40 grand. It makes sense to look at the situation and be straight up front with the taxman. Are they there to screw you over? Probably. But there's enough leeway in the rules for you to quite legitimately reduce your tax burden. And if you are still working in your day job, think about the overall position of your day job income plus your teaching income or your teaching losses. So that's sole trade of business. It's simple. Some people can run it out of a shoebox. Some people just do it off their phone. It's very easy to start. It's simple. Try to keep things as separate as possible, even though the law doesn't make a distinction. It's much easier to figure out what's been going on if you're looking at one bank account that only has the business monies coming in and out. And it keeps your own personal finances out of the equation completely. So please, guys, if you have drifted into your tutoring, if you're just getting started or you're thinking of it, don't fail to tell HMRC. And then once you've done that, make sure you claim every allowance you can. Don't be like a friend of mine who ran her small medical secretarial business for years and never claimed probably tens of thousands of pounds worth of allowances for her laptop, software, travel to and from clients, use of a home office, stationery, and so on. It's heartbreaking to see someone working their tail off and then paying way more tax than they're obliged to. Remember, you are only expected to pay the minimum amount of tax required by law. So check out HMRC at www.gov.uk to find out what you can claim as an allowance, how you can reduce your profits legally. This is not tax evasion. Tax evasion is dumb and stupid. It's tax reduction and it's completely legal. That website, by the way, is a great resource for information and guidance on many aspects of tax and business, and I highly recommend this. Never thought I'd be recommending the tax man. Anyway, crack on. Being in business is pretty straightforward once you've got the basics, and staying the right side of the law on a tax man will let you sleep at night. It can also help you to make a good to fabulous living. So go on, get cracking, do it. Let me know if this works for you. Next week, we'll have a look at partnership business structures and how they work. And then the week after that, we'll take a look at forming your own limited company, the pros and cons of each arrangement. I've moved personally from sole trader to partnership and a couple of limited companies. So I think I have a reasonable understanding of what's going on. So that's all for today. But do get in touch with your challenges, your insights, your triumphs, your tribulations, because I'd love to hear from you. The email address is info at neilcamado.com. And if you haven't already, and oh, come on, why not? Like and subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Twitter, where I am, at Tutor Podcast. I'll see you next time here on the Tutor Podcast, where I'll be talking more about how to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Have a fabulous day. 
Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses. 